Hello, everyone. Today is episode 14 of my podcast, Let Me Take You on a Psychology Adventure. And we are talking about how to move on from a breakup, how to get over someone. And today's podcast is going to be a bit emotional. It can touch some deeper wounds and you know, just be open and just take the information lightly, okay? So, you know, I want to talk about this because you probably know the shocking statistic that over 50% of people who get married get divorced. But there are very few tools to help people going through a breakup. And I know it's really hard because you lose the closest form of intimacy you have when you break up with someone. We often tell people that they should just leave toxic relationships without understanding the physical and neurochemical reactions that take place within them. Dysfunctional relationships are simply relationships where there is a lack of internal safety within people due to their earliest childhood experiences. It's common for these relationships to be highly addictive and unpredictable due to intense periods of abandonment or betrayal followed by intense periods of reunion. This puts the mind and body in cycles of adrenaline and dopamine discharges. We feel out of control or unable to leave the relationship, even when it's causing us very much suffering. We confuse these emotions with feeling of passion, chemistry, or being unable to leave without that person. And I'm going to talk a bit later about why we feel like we can't leave without the person. So... Here are some signs of relationship addiction. Maybe you can resonate with them, maybe with your ex-partner or with your current relationship. For instance, you spend all your time and energy on your partner, like your whole focus on your, is on your partner and meeting their needs before your own. There is abuse, shaming, uh, or chronic criticism, and that creates a desire to prove yourself as worthy. Also, there are no boundaries or boundary violations. Uh, you wanted to end a relationship, but every time you do, you have intense physical symptoms of fear-based thoughts of regret, cycles of betrayal, and being the chosen one. If and they give you a false sense of love and connection. Um, there is intense anger, content, or resentment, and you rarely communicate and you use sex to fix issues or avoid them. Stuck in the cycles, blame or anger at themselves for not being strong enough to end the relationship and the fact that they put themselves in this position. Few people talk about the withdrawal of adrenaline cycles this relationship causes that include, you know, raising obsessive thoughts about the business, inability to concentrate on anything, insomnia, 
and a consuming need to see that person or talk to them at any expense. And for most people, the breakup is a representation for something more than just a breakup. It is a representation or a metaphor for maybe their parents' divorce or when they felt abandoned by one of their parents. So a childhood trauma. So they feel the same feeling of loss and separation that they felt in their childhood. For instance, when their parents broke up. Like, they are going to die if they lose this person. So I was talking in a previous episode about how we get stuck at the age at which an emotional trauma happened. So you feel like you're going to die, just like a little baby that loses one of their parents or feels abandoned. This is the sensation that you have. But trust me, you won't die. You've been single before and you did just well. And you probably had breakups before managed to survive and get over them. And you might say, oh, but this time was different. You're still going to get over it. Trust me. So here are three three main tips to heal. Um, Then I'm going to give you some extra tips as well. So actually, no, four tips. Sorry. So first... And you're not going to like this, but it's vital to the healing process and getting over that breakup. And it is to allow yourself to suffer. No matter the circumstances of your split, your feelings are valid and processing them is a journey in itself. It's okay to feel sad one day, mad the next day, in denial the day after, and back to feeling sad again. Give yourself a few days, maybe a few weeks even, to just grieve and cry. Don't push yourself to be productive or distract yourself too much from these feelings. Leave your emotions. That's it. If you don't leave them now, they will come back later and you'll just make this whole process longer. Because emotions need to be expressed. Otherwise, they stay inside of you until you express yourself. It's like trying to push a ball full of air underwater. At some point, your hands get tired and the ball comes out and hits your face. Stop running away from pain. Let yourself leave it. And trust me, it will be consumed and it will go away. Trust yourself that you can feel and handle the pain and that it's normal to feel it. You're a human being. So if you actually process your emotions, and I'm going to give you two techniques in which you can do that, uh, two ways in, in which you can do that, your, the whole breakup will be, the whole getting over the breakup process will be much shorter. So instead of six months, it will be maybe two or three weeks. But you have to do this. You have to allow yourself to feel your emotions. So here are some techniques that you can use. First is a sort of meditation where you process your feelings and all you have to do is just pay attention to the feeling in your body, where it is, its shape, how it moves, and ignore all of your thoughts. Just focus on the feeling and let yourself experience it completely. At some point, depending on how intense it is, it will start 
raising up in your body and it will flow away. This is how you process your emotion. This is how you know you processed your emotion. When this feeling, when this sensation, maybe, for instance, I feel all these emotions of anxiety, sadness in my solar plexus. You can feel it in your heart or any other area in your body. If you focus in the center, in the nucleus of this feeling, you will see how it starts to move. This energy inside of you starts to move and it starts raising up at some point. So try it out. Another way you can do it is to use EFT or tapping techniques where you focus on the feeling while tapping your body. So you cross your arms and you tap your shoulders rapidly and alternatively. You can also search it up online to see some examples. It's called EFT. What is extremely important is that you don't judge yourself for being sad and start looking for solutions right away. At this moment, your inner child, which is the one feeling all of this, by the way, just needs you to be present with them, not to give her sol- not to give them solutions. They just want to be seen, heard, understood. I said earlier, most of the times it's not only about that person, the person you broke up with. It brings up past traumas from your childhood, and your inner child takes control over your emotions in these moments. This is why you might get the feeling that you're going to die if they leave you. Because this is how your inner child would have felt if a parent left them. So pay attention when you are being the adult or when you're being the inner child. And take care of that inner child. Do whatever you can to comfort them. And it doesn't have to be big things. People think they have to do extraordinary big things to get over a breakup and to make themselves feel better. No, you can just wrap yourself up in a blanket. Eat something that you like. Take a hot shower and so on. It's normal to feel like you're starving to be loved or to feel safe. Because when we break up, we... You know, healthy relationships, usually, they offer us this safety base where we can, you know, conquer the world from. It allows us, it gives us that safety that allows us to go out into the world and conquer it. Toxic relationships, it doesn't give us any safety. But I talked earlier about the adrenaline cycles that happen there. So start giving yourself that love and safety. I know it might not feel the same as when your ex gave it to you, but it's still better than none at all. This is a good moment to use all of your resources. Go out with your friends, with your old friends. Spend time with your family. Connect to people. Connection is the most useful way in which you can get over a breakup because what you felt, what you lost, the most important thing you lost is that connection that vulnerability with a person and that intense empathy. So connect to more people deeply. It can be a very dear friend, beloved people, your family, whoever it is for you. The second step is to start thinking rationally and critically about the relationship. A very good technique that you can do is journaling. 
This also helps with processing your emotions. So make a list of everything good that you had in your relationship and their qualities and make a list of everything bad and why you should have left the relationship, their flaws. This will allow you to see things clearer. Many times we don't see the person as for who they really are, which we project this fantasy, this idea of what we want them to be, and we end up extremely disappointed because they don't match our fantasy of who we thought this person was. But disappointment is good because that means that you stop lying to yourself. If you're not disappointed, you keep lying to yourself. But disappointment means you end this lying, this fantasy. Think rationally about your ex as well as and as well and whether you were just attached to them or if they really are this amazing person that you make up in your mind. Or can you find someone better? A lot of times when you lose the emotional det- attachment to a person, you realize how ordinary they actually are and how anyone can give you the same things or even more usually. Stop believing that this person was your soulmate. You know, a lot of people think that we have many soulmates in this life and this experience was absolutely necessary for you to teach you some lessons and to prepare you for the person that you are going to be with. Maybe you think that you will never find someone else or have chemistry with someone else, but this is completely unrealistic because as humans, we are hardwired to connect and have chemistry with other people. So you will 100% have chemistry with someone else. Always remember that everything happens for a reason and you met this person for a reason. To get the closure that you need, an extremely effective technique is to write two letters. One letter to them where you express all of your frustrations, your anger, your sadness, your wishes, maybe even asking for forgiveness if you did something wrong. And the second letter that you will write in their name to you, where you are replying to your first letter, starting with, I'm sorry for. So you write a letter on their behalf. This will help you get the closure that you need. In this period, you probably feel like you have no control or maybe even feel helpless. Something that you can to inform yourself about relationships. Start reading books. Um, Start going to courses that help you understand yourself better and why things happen the way they did. Understand your attachment style. If you have an anxious or avoidant attachment style, get a therapist or a life coach to work on it. Start thinking rationally and critically about the relationship. What happened? What were you responsible for? What were they responsible for? Is it the same pattern of person that you're always attracted to? Can you see a similar pattern to all of your other exes? See what kind of healing work you need to do. 
Take this as an opportunity to learn more about yourself and to heal your past wounds and traumas so you can go into the next relationship as more healed with more resources. Allow yourself to be alone for a while as well and see that you won't die. You'll stop feeling lonely once you get comfortable with yourself and staying alone. Becoming that center of security and source of love for yourself. Three, after you've grieved and you've been sad for enough time, start doing things that make you happy. Push yourself to take cold showers, to go to the gym, to go out with friends or look for a new activity that involves people. So this is after the grieving process, like acting or volunteering or painting, whatever you maybe you never tried but would like to try. Choose a goal and start focusing on it. Maybe you want to create content or start a business. Start taking small steps toward that. Ask yourself if you want to allow this person to completely take over your mind and allow them to ruin your day and your life even by consuming all of your energy. You need to reconstruct your life, especially if your whole life was based on this person, based around this person, and they were part of your identity. Find out who you are by yourself and increase the quality of your life. This is the most important thing to do, to increase the quality of your life. And I know it's easy to talk and it's easy to say these things, but this is what you need to do, not only to move on, but to attract a healthy relationship as well. Because you cannot have a happy relationship if you're starving for your partner to offer you something because you will interact as a hungry person instead of a full person. And this will affect all of your relationships in a negative way. Learn how to give yourself that food that you need to feel safe and good with yourself. There is a story that I just remembered of a poor man and a donkey. The man fed the donkey very little every day because he didn't have money for food. And at some point, he stopped feeding the donkey. And the donkey survived the first day, the second day, the third day. And on the fourth day, he obviously died because he was starving. And the man, you know, the poor man, he was so outraged and so sad. And he said, wow. This is so unfortunate. I just teach my donkey how not to eat and he died. So, you know, this is an example of what we do to ourselves. We don't feed ourselves and then we ask ourselves, oh, but why are we starving? You know, we think that we can teach ourselves not to receive love or not to be loved by ourselves, but it doesn't work like that. When you feel like you're starving for love, you are no longer an adult that has resources to take care of themselves, but you become like a baby that feels like it's going to die. You can visualize, visualize, for instance, talking to this baby in your hands or, you know, holding them in your hands, taking care of them. Start with your basic needs, like physical needs. This is, if you know Maslow's hierarchy, this is the base, like the physical needs. 
nurturing yourself with good food, good sleep, exercise, sunlight, going into nature, you know, wrapping yourself up in a blanket when you start feeling like you're distressed. So find the small things that you can do for yourself to make yourself feel better. And you need to do these things before you actually feel hungry. You need, they need to become a habit. And I challenge you for a week to take care of your basic needs. And you'd be surprised how many people don't take care of the most basic needs. They don't get proper rest. They don't nurture themselves with good food. You know, they eat in a hurry while they're in a meeting or they stay on their phone while they eat. They're not present there. They don't actually enjoy. They don't do anything for themselves. Okay, step four, and this is only when you're ready, is to get back into the dating game while you work on yourself. Don't say you'll only date once you've worked on yourself fully and you've healed 100% because that will never happen. This process never stops and we learn most about ourselves in relationships. This is where we evolve the most, not when we are alone. Some other important tips after you break up are, so first, don't stay friends with your ex. So consider deleting your ex's number. A post-breakup friendship may happen over time, but Time is the key word here. Very few people actually manage to transition into friendship immediately. And if you think you've done it, see what happens when one of your when your ex starts hanging out with someone else or starts dating someone else. This is when you'll realize, oh, I'm not just friends with them. Staying friends with an ex is, in fact, linked to more depression, jealousy, and heartbreak. This is found by studies, and even a harder time finding a new romantic partner. If the breakup was instigated by the other person, delete their number from your phone so you aren't inclined to contact them as well. To help you avoid those dreaded drunk calls, you know, and eliminate the impulse to send like drunk texts or ill-advised texts. Then protect your heart with a social media purge. So don't follow them on social media. Whether you're scrolling through old photos or, you know, happier times or hitting refresh on your ex's profile to analyze every update, Instagram can be pure poison. And though it is probably like temporarily gratifying because it satisfies your curiosity regarding what they're up to, it's best not to look back. Trying to decode if your ex is happy when he or she posted a picture from a brunch is just going to make you feel bad about yourself. No matter what an ego-wounded ex may tell you, it's not unkind to unfollow them. Feel free to block them in the name of mental health and you know, if you don't want to do this, you can also choose to mute them on Instagram. You can also do this on Facebook so you don't see what they post. You, you can mute their stories or their posts. Facebook, uh, a Facebook research found that participants who stalked their ex's profile more ended up having a harder time dealing with the breakup and reported the reports included 
um, nagging feelings of love, continued sexual desire, more distress and negative feelings, and less personal growth after the breakup. Don't contact your ex unless absolutely necessary. So are you seeing a theme here? Distance is tough, but it's crucial. You know, I'm talking a lot about distance. Moving like moving logistics and figuring out how you, I don't know, share your dog or your kids or whatever you are you have is one thing. But calling or dropping by to get that one sweatshirt you need is another thing. Don't drop by. It isn't going to help your healing process. And the quicker you can adjust to life without your ex in it, the better it's going to be for you. In the beginning, it also helps and studies found that it can be good to make a breakup playlist. So music has a powerful effect on mood, which is why the breakup mix is a key part of your post um, breakup toolkit. When you find yourself um, adrift in a crushing sea of emotions while driving to work or, you know, or arrange cleaning your partner, let that breakup playlist be your constant. So it will help you feel connected because you're not the only person going through this. You will have that sense of connection. You know, someone else in a song can express what you feel better than you can express it. And it can actually help you like let out those emotions and process them. So it can be extremely beneficial. As for what to put on your mix, that's intensely personal. Um, according to a 2016 study, listening to sad music is a source of comfort for some, while it, it makes others feel worse. If you know from your past experience that moody songs will soothe you, go for it. But if not, don't do it. Another tip is to reconstruct your future without them. During a relationship, it's inevitable to talk about your hopes and dreams and plan out what you're going to do in the summer or next year. You plan your future together and this is how you see your future. So this is one reason why we often feel stuck and lost after a breakup. The future we once envisioned, we can no longer have it. So it's important to start seeing, reconstructing your future without them, but not at the beginning, because at the beginning you may feel so lost, so confused that, you know, it's better just to process your feelings. But as you start getting over it, start reconstructing your future. If we don't handle these troubled partners, uh, troubled, sorry, if you don't, if we don't have, Sorry, if we don't handle these troubled waters correctly, though, we could fall into the trap of adding a disappointing value to our ex-partners, making it harder for us to move on. So the solution is to focus on taking charge of your own path and goals. What we can do is change the future we see for us, ourselves. The more we're able to look forward and accept that new version without the person, the closer we are to feeling healed. Also, it's important to become um, 
reacquainted with your with the parts of yourself to meet the parts of yourself that you may have uh, de-emphasized or neg- neglected during the relationship. So maybe you didn't go out with friends. Maybe you stopped going dancing because your partner was jealous. Maybe, I don't know, you stopped doing some things and you changed. So in order to remember who you are, separate from the relationship, you can reconnect with these parts of yourself. So ask yourself what activities your relationship may have been blocking and then rediscover that part of you, rediscover those activities. So for instance, um, in a past relationship that I had, my ex was, I used to go dancing to salsa, bachata, and my ex didn't really like it. He was pretty jealous because I would dance with a lot of men. So to make him feel better about it, I stopped doing that. And That brought me a lot of suffering because it was a compromise that I made that used to bring me a lot of happiness. Dancing used to bring me so much happiness. For you, it could be something else. So first of all, you know, we shouldn't have made these compromises um, because you shouldn't make compromises that you're going to blame your partner for after because it just brings resentment into the relationship. And second of all, you know, if you did do them, there's no problem. Just reconnect to those parts of you that you lost. You know, maybe now you feel like, oh, I don't know how to flirt anymore. I don't know how to, you know, I disconnected from a lot of old friends. I wasn't really hanging out with them. So this is a perfect opportunity to reconnect to those parts of yourselves. And it can actually be exciting. So enjoy this period while you are single. You don't have to see it as a tragedy. It will come. Your next partner will come at some point. You know, so just enjoy this time while you are alone. Okay, so if you have any questions about the podcast or anything else, I'll hang around for a bit. If not, you can also always DM me on Instagram or here on this app. If you have any questions for future podcasts or questions about this one, I would be really happy to answer. All right. If there are no questions, then thank you so much for listening to me. And I wish you a very beautiful weekend and take care of yourself. Bye.